Throughout the day, everyone feels fatigue and failing endurance, and it can't be fixed with more caffeine. This is why I take Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that gives you the energy you need and are good for you. No guilt and no more afternoon coffees or energy drinks or candy for a quick pick-me-up. I take two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews as part of my daily routine and to promote heart-healthy energy for my day without a caffeine crash or all of the processed sugar. And I've personally begun taking Super Beats Heart Chews for a while now, and I know it makes a difference in my energy. Plus, the grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews supports normal blood pressure and is heart-healthy. Take charge of your health and do what I do every day and take Super Beats Heart Juice. For my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com up to 45% off at danasbeats.com. No question so, so there's about a it. lot of major things we've done, but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate but it. But look how life. the press has changed. Mm -hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it, I, I get it, it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just, everything gets, gets sensationalized in ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more, I if don't you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, I, I we have some biracial commercials we need. He's weird. Yeah. What the hell was that about? What was this whole, the, the biracial commercial thing? Jeez, he can he can go there and he can do all that, but he can't go to the border or really do anything else. Welcome to the same old stuff, gosh. Everybody's saying it. I just hate saying the stuff, same crap that people on cable say. Welcome to the show, Dana Lash here with you, the nationally syndicated radio show, which you can watch the simulcast stuff as well. And it's a thousand degrees again in Texas. It's hot. It is hot in here. Makes you crabby when you got to deal with all this stuff in D.C. We've uh, I sent out. Uh, I'm pulling this up. I sent out this, uh, well, I have a Newsweek piece that came out this morning about Matthew McConaughey. Of course, in your prep email, you're all set up with everything that we're hitting today. But the movement in the House last night had a lot of people who were freaked out and who were really upset because they said, oh, this, all this stuff is passing in the House. Oh, yeah, of course it's going to pass in the House because the House, they're all horrible. Horrible, horrible. Of course it's going to pass in the House. And the stuff, like I was looking at, because they they went after 3D printed guns. They had it was 20, uh, 226 to 194 to basically criminalized hobbyism, hobbyist gun builds at home, which there's no evidence at all whatsoever showing that they in any way contribute to crime. But we don't do we don't work on facts. We work on to feels. That's what we work on. We're gonna send our republic to hell in a handbasket with a bow tie on top. That's what we're doing. I don't think that that none of the, I don't think that stuff is going to work through the Senate. What I do think actually may end up going through is an increased uh, raising the age to purchase, and then maybe perhaps potentially a waiting period. I don't know. Uh, that's what they're still trying to hammer out. It's interesting that they're walking away from an assault weapons ban, but I think that there's more 
uh, strategy behind that because Chris Murphy, uh, he was asked about this. I think this was on CNN. He was asked about this and he was saying that uh, there's there. He says that there will be more than 10 GOP votes on legislation. Now they don't they don't call it gun control anymore. They call it gun safety. Those people haven't been taught. Those they're, they're They don't know. They would not know their. Uh, but from a hole in the ground. On gun safety, on, on gun safety, they wouldn't. They don't. Remember when Michael Bloomberg uh, flagged all the journalists with all his pistols and rifles at one of the... Gu- I do, because I shared photos of that, and I looked at the... played the video on air. It was crazy. This isn't about gun safety. The people who've been responsible for gun safety are people who are interested in protecting Second Amendment rights. The gun lobby has never been about gun safety. In fact, case in point, Moms Demand has repeatedly refused to join the Project Child Safe and help Project Child Safe. Project Child Safe uh, distributes like educational information and just like gun locks to parents that want them throughout police departments around the country. And they said, you know, hey, do you want to work with us? Moms Demand, maybe we can have some common ground because you guys say that you're interested in gun safety. And Moms Demand told them to pound sand like a thousand times for years in a row. They've never done a single thing about gun safety. The one time that they gave some kind of presentation on gun safety, the mom who was doing it literally pointed the gun at the audience. And that was on video. Not only did she point the gun at the audience, but she had her stupid fat finger on the trigger. That's what I'm not joking. You could Google it. That's what these people think gun safety. They don't know anything about gun safety, but they're, they're changing their language on it because they think that, again, everybody's stupid. So they Murphy says that he's he thinks they're going to put a package together that's going to get more than 10 Republican votes. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like. They have to clear the uh, at least 10 Republicans have to clear with Democrats that 60 vote threshold if they want to get past the filibuster with Joe Manchin says that he's not willing to he's he's not willing at all he said to uh, to get rid of it he's not he's not interested in doing it so all this stuff passes the house there were a number of Republicans that voted for some of this stuff in the house too two of them are redistricted it out and one of them I don't care about and well I really don't care about either of them Kinzinger is one of them so they're they ended up they're being they're going to be uh, uh, redistricted it out uh, so two of them so technically you had like eight that voted and I had you know it was all Democrats and then you had a handful of Republicans and the Republicans uh, were Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Gonzalez of Ohio, Jacobs of New York, Catco of New York, Kinzinger, Illinois, Maliotakis, New York, Salazar, Florida, Smith, New Jersey, Turner, Ohio, and Upton in Michigan. So Upton and Kinzinger are, are out. But they voted to increase to, they, they say that they're raising the age to purchase from 18 to 21. What those Republicans just did is they just punished millions of Americans between the ages of 18 to 21 to strip from them an enumerated right uh, without uh, due process. They didn't get to uh, consult with counsel. They did not get to go before a judge. They were immediately punished. None of these Republicans proposed a single piece of, of, of school security legislation, not a single one of these Republicans, and every single damn one of these traitors should be primaried, and that is what you are. You are a traitor. I am not saying that lightheartedly. I don't use language like that, but when you vote against people's rights and rob them of their due process, you are a traitor to your republic, and I mean every syllable of it. I don't care if you have an R after your name or not. Who needs Democrats when you have Republicans like Fitzpatrick in Pennsylvania? Who needs Democrats when you have Maliotakis in New York? Who needs Democrats when you have any of these, any of these so-called Republicans?
I lived by myself before I was 21. These types of Republicans would have disarmed and, and, and kept 20-year-old single Dana, would have kept her completely helpless and disarmed. But, none, but these Republicans have no problem nation-building and sending our kids overseas to fight. No problem with that. I have other things I could say about these Republicans, but I'd be fine. So that's, those are some of the Republicans that voted for this nonsense. And it's incredibly unfortunate. Now in the Senate, you know, you'll probably have your Collinses and your Murkowskis and your Romneys, because I would doubt, I don't really think that Mitt Romney cares anything about, you know, you having to have security. He's got his own private security. It's great when you're rich and you got your own private security. But, you know, when you're just a regular middle class American, see, I'm going to tell you, this is where Republicans need to be very careful and not fall out of favor, especially since minority groups are some of the ones who are moving faster to get their concealed carry. So that's some of the latest as to what's happening. Now, I don't know. The House is off tomorrow. So I think that most of this stuff is probably going to happen. We'll start kicking into gear next week. And then we, of course, have Supreme Court decisions, a number of them that are expected to come out this week. So we will we'll see on some of these. We'll see on some of them. Now, Joe Biden, you play, we played that audio. He was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. And there were a number of things that I don't know what he actually said. He was talking, and I think he was trying. I think maybe he started making sense in his head, and then I don't know where it went after that. I don't. I mean, there's like a million of them. What is it? There's, there's. First off, there was, there was twelve. Audio somebody twelve. This is when he was talking about uh, political opponents. Listen to this. I understand their argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? We've well, got to send them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't think he's joking. Do you? I don't think he's joking. Just saying. Doesn't sound like, I mean, to me, it doesn't, just saying, doesn't sound like he's joking. It sounds like he's totally serious. But, you know, that's just, that's just me. But yeah, these, these little, this is not going to, I don't know what his purpose of going on Jimmy Kimmel was because he's, he talks too much and it makes him look weird. He just looks, he starts just running his mouth and it just doesn't, it's not a good look for him. He just starts running his mouth and it's, I, I don't know. Now they have their, um, what is, I'm pulling this up. They have their, their J6 theater. Their primetime special, they're actually treating it like a special. They're treating it like a huge production. They got some, I can't remember who it is, some uh, news dude, the, like some president or whatever to guide the whole production. And it's going to be like super produced and all this stuff. And they're going to have dramatic music. I mean, they're having all of this stuff. And they they hit primetime. And apparently... They said, so I guess Mike Pence is going to be part of it. Well, I mean, he's going to be, I think they subpoenaed him. I think they, he, they, I think he has to go, but they're going to make it like he's a central figure for the panel. He is not really, he hasn't cooperated with the committee. Some of his aides have. Well, because his aides, they want to, they want to stay in power. Some of them are trying to get jobs on uh, the view where they run their mouths about guns that they've never fired. But the, 
this I, I'm not watching this because I have a life and this is stupid. That's why nobody's going to watch this garbage. Where is this? Is this going to be on all the channels? Are they going to make it to where everybody has to carry it? Like I've heard TV? that many uh, networks have been scrambling to change their schedules in order to carry it. Jeez, I'm not watching this. I'm not. I, it, it's because it's goofy. They said uh, he's supposed to be. I guess they're saving like his questioning for making it a big primetime thing. Oh my gosh, are they going to give him entry music to walk into? I mean, it seems like that. Meanwhile, Peter Navarro, he was, it's amazing how Hillary Clinton's dude can get, can get off and on a charge for lying to the FBI and a million other things, but Peter Navarro, so the DOJ is going to put a gag order on Peter Navarro because they said he's, quote, creating a carnival atmosphere with his media appearances and he's accusing the FBI of a terrorist strategy. Where's the lie, by the way? They're mad because he's speaking out about it. The people who created a carnival atmosphere are, is Biden's DOJ. They created a carnival atmosphere. And prosecutors go, Navarro clearly plans to litigate the case in the press. Oh, too bad. Oh, my gosh. He plans to litigate this in the press. That's free speech. But that's what the January 6th committee is doing with Thank this you. TV. Thank you. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Cancel culture is coming to your bank and holding the wrong political views might soon leave you out in the cold. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest episode of The Bill Walton Show, Todd Zwicky, Paul Watkins, and I discuss what is already happening, how the Biden administration is already pursuing this agenda, and what we can do about it. This progressive culture offensive is relentless. It's coming for you, and you won't hear about this anywhere else. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Uh, all right, 1,000 degrees. Dr. Oz wins his recount in Pennsylvania by less than, fewer than 1,000 votes. Fewer than 1,000 votes. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't sound like a mandate. Yacht Rock loses an icon. I'm not really into Yacht Rock. I wasn't like Seals and Croft. I wasn't a huge fan, but... Jim Seals passed away. He was one part of the Seals and Croft soft rock, yacht rock duo, including Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. And then I don't know what he says right here. Also, the uh, Colombian army shared a picture of a shipwreck. This is actually really crazy. They shared this picture of a shipwreck 
where they found gold coins, which I would I would probably say like doubloons. I guess those are like legit doubloons, right? So they found gold doubloons, gold, silver, emerald. There's like silver bars and all kinds of stuff. They said its contents could be worth billions. The Royal Navy sank the galleon in 1708 during the War of the Spanish Succession. But apparently they had no idea where the resting place of this thing was forever. So it's right off of Columbia's coast on the Caribbean. And they, after three centuries, they finally formally announced the discovery. And they, they announced it in 2015, but they haven't really been able to get down there to see everything on camera until now, which is crazy. And so that's a great find. You guys remember Live PD and how everything got canceled in the wake of George, George Floyd's murder? Well, apparently, or George Floyd's killing, his murder, whatever, it's going to return to screens as On Patrol Live. Remember, they took that off and they took cops and all kinds of other stuff off. Remember this? So apparently now it's going to be, it's, it's going to come back uh, On Patrol Live. And that's the new name of it. And it's going to, it's going to stream. So, okay. Well, I guess that's all right. And researchers are warning that eye damage could result from excessive screen time. And it can hurt the rest of the body's organs as well and even lead to a shortened lifespan. Okay, well, you're not going to have a shortened lifespan if you're just looking at the thing. You may have a shortened lifespan if you never, ever get up and you're sedentary and you look at your screen. And I feel like that that's a very important factor in this story, right? And of course it is. Stick with us. we got more in store. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. With respect to energy, the uh, administration has done everything that they can to bring down energy costs, for example, through um, an historic release um, of a million barrels a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and um, energy prices, gas prices, while very high, have risen a lot. They would be higher without that. But um, that's the stupidest thing I've ever Putin's heard. Putin's war in Ukraine is having impacts on energy and food prices globally. She honestly, Gina Yellen reminds me of some character from the Grand Budapest Hotel. If you haven't seen that movie, you should. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. She definitely reminds me of that. A million barrels a day was only that his whole plan. And that was it. What was it like only a three month thing? That was only enough to keep everything going for what can I think it was two weeks, one week, week and a half. Not even remember. Not even that three days. Something ridiculous. It, it, it wasn't that. And the, and the problem is you don't get into your 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 strategic petroleum reserve, your SPR until there's a reason why you can't obtain it 
regularly anyway. If you can't drill and you can't get oil and LNG, then you would release from your reserves. But the problem wasn't that we didn't have it. There was no natural disaster that impeded the ability. The only disaster was the administration tying all these these companies up and the leases in endless years-long litigation. The disaster is their messaging, not knowing what the hell they're talking about. I mean, you basically get, you know, some... Can I just be honest with some of this stuff? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be. I'm going to... I might... You get some of these... Oh, never mind. No, I'm going to do it. You get some of these female politicians out there who get a little ahead of their skis because their husband has money and they're able to fund their campaigns and run their mouths and they don't have to worry about donations because, you know, their husband has money and they get out there a little. I'm not going to say names, but there are a couple that are in some positions in the Biden administration that are exactly that They're They get into politics because it's a vanity exercise. And they get a little ahead of their skis and they get out there and they start talking about oil and, and, and gas and these companies are just so selfish and they're sitting on these leases. They're not sitting on anything. They, I mean, and you furthermore, you have different permitting processes for different types of permissions to access land at certain times for certain reasons. You have the mineral rights. You have the excavation. You first off, you got to even obtain the land. Then you have to survey it. Then you have to go through special licensing for whatever it is that you're seeking, whatever mineral that it is. Then you have to go through the excavation. I mean, there's a million things that you have to go through. None of those include the environmental stuff that I haven't even mentioned, which is where most of those leases are. They're stopped at that particular point because they're tied up by the EPA. Or the Bureau of Land Management, the original BLM. So, anyway, is that mean to say? Because I feel, I, it's, I don't feel like it is. I don't feel like being nice. And if people want to get upset over my opinion, then, you know, damn you to hell. I don't care. I'm so done with it. I'm so done. Everybody gets so upset. Oh, I tell you, you're, you're just, it's so upset. Stop it. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so, this whole whatever. Oh, I'm sure they're going to get mad at me for that. But I'm but it's it's true though. It's absolutely true. I mean, it, it is it is insane to watch Janie Yellen say some of the stuff that she's saying. Well, you know, we thought that uh, you know, he's done everything he can on gas prices. You know, we released the SPR that's going to do that doesn't do anything. It doesn't it didn't move the needle at all. How many? Let me look at this cuz I think it was like 3 barrels a day. Right? And I, I, or three days, all these millions of barrels that were released, uh, it only amounted to, I'm looking at this, I had it somewhere. I think it only amounted, yeah, they were releasing 1 million barrels of oil per day from the observe, from the reserves. And I think that it only, I think it was like, uh, what, like a, like a few days, honestly. And then they said that they were going to repay or replenish it essentially, in the coming months. Yeah, I'm really sure that's going to happen. I'm really sure we're going to hear about that story. We're in the coming months. Yeah, we're, we're, in the coming, we're in the coming months now. So... <laughs> well, GasBuddy released today that uh, now gas prices have reached the highest ever recorded. And I'm actually curious why we no longer export like we did under Trump. If... if you know, the government says they're sitting on these oil leases or whatever. Why are we not exporting anymore? We know the supply and demand situation. We create more supply. Therefore, the price goes down. 
And that's how it was during the Trump administration. Why are we no longer exporting oil? Well, we, we, I mean, we were making some real inroads, especially as it related to getting Europe at least a little bit away from uh, Russia's dirty LNG. I mean, we were, we were doing, I mean, we were, we were, we were doing quite well. But, you know, unfortunately, this, this gets, this gets, uh, it gets abandoned. I don't, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, it, well, he's done everything that he can to reduce gas prices. What are they? They're at $5 on average right now, essentially, right? Because it was like four, it was like four ninety three or something like that. Go ahead and round it up. It's five dollars. It's seven something. I had a friend who lives in Orange County, and it was seven four there. That's insane. That's crazy. You can be paying seven dollars and and four cents, something like that, for your gas. And that was, and he said, he was like, it's a little higher actually down the road. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And it was backed up because it was a few cents cheaper at that particular station than it was the one down the road. It was easier to get into. I I, just, I I don't know. This is just, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I really think that this, the Defense Production Act with the, we talked about that yesterday with the solar panels. It doesn't do anything. The SPR releasing what for to get a couple days relief out of that that doesn't do anything that's gonna not gonna lower prices you gotta go with hat in hand we're rel- we're more reliant now on opec than we were before the trump administration we're more reliant on opec now than we were we're more reliant on well at least our allies are on russia than they are us now think about that nato allies being more reliant for their energy which is easily argued as a national security issue than they are the united states that's just a crazy soundbite from her now in addition i got some economic headlines for you here this seems like the stupidest thing to do but it's the irs the irs is coming for your venmo income entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and small business owners who use services like venmo and PayPal and eBay and Airbnb are about to find their digital payments facing even more secure for more scrutiny. It is the era of the 1099K. So if you are, because if you have your tax form, you're just closing your transactions. Used to, I mean, it used to be it was any anybody that had less than twenty thousand in total payments did not get a 1099K. And so you could avoid paying taxes on money that you earned through PayPal, Venmo, etc. But now, and it's been this way since January 1st, thanks Biden, those companies are now required to report all payments of more than $600 directly to the IRS. So that means even if you periodically, even if you're just, say you're like going through your closet, you're getting rid of clothes that don't fit you anymore, and you decide to sell it on eBay, you get a 1099K. When you exceed sales, when your quote unquote income from that goes over $600, you're going to, yeah, the IRS is coming for you. But that's my already taxed income that I bought that with. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Hey, people voted for more taxes. 
That's what this is. So Biden's this is and this this was specifically from Democrats. Biden talked about it. Remember the very first quote unquote State of the Union? He was saying he mentioned this and everyone was like, no, 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 it's not going to go after middle class people. It's not going to. That's silly to say that's going to go after. I remember I it was like a media matters thing. They hit me and said, oh, no, this is uh, people lying about this include right wing radio host Dana Lash. Dana Lash is lying about. But I wasn't. This is I mean, this is exactly what we said it was. So if you if you say you decide to, I don't know, like sell some sports equipment or gym equipment or whatever you sell anything and through any of these services, if you get 600 more or plus that has you got to do the 1099K and you got to report it to the IRS and you're going to be taxed. Yeah. So there are people who sell things on, you know, like little little stuff on Facebook Marketplace or eBay and they get in, you know, like $15,000 a year. They interviewed one digital marketplace proprietor who said that she spends her weekends going to these flea markets and estate sales storage unit auctions to find stuff, you know, and then she uh, she sells it and says that she was earning like 15000 a year. But see, none of those entities, like the Facebook Marketplace and eBay, none of them said anything to the IRS and neither did she. But now that is all considered, if she sells something, like if she sells, you know, a pair of pants and uh, maybe like some of the clothes that she doesn't like anymore. And say she sells it and it's 100 bucks. Well, that's considered new taxable income. And the only way that you can get out of paying tax on it is if you prove with original receipts to the IRS that you're selling it at a loss. So that means if you sell anything out of your house, if you're doing any kind of yard sale, you're doing anything where you are using at all any one of those services or any services like them, then that's considered taxable income. And remember, they wanted to hire all these new agents, too. They wanted to hire all of these new agents so they could go and shape people down. I think, actually, the phrase that I had used that they took issue with when they were saying that I was lying is that uh, I, that they were going to uh, ba- basically shake pe- turn people upside down, shake the change out of their pockets. That's what they're doing. That is what this is. How is that not what this is? I mean, I, I'm... Look, the uh, Wall Street Journal just a few days ago put out a story that the individual income tax payments are on pace to reach record levels. We're talking mm-hmm. $2.6 trillion collected by the federal government yep. ending fiscal year September 30th. We're not undertaxed. No, they, were, they overspend. This is why every single business leader that was surveyed in a new poll says a recession is coming. American executives, according to a new CNBC piece, they say a recession is going to hit the first half of 2023. Yay. Merry Christmas. <laughs> they said it's going to hit the first half of 2023. The Dow is headed lower. So they are, they're sounding, they've been sounding the alarm. It was a CNBC survey of chief financial officers. The U.S. economy shrank at 1.5% annualized rate in the first quarter of 2022 with two consecutive quarters of negative growth constituting recession territory. So the CFO Council survey, they're, they're pretty pessimistic. 68% of them surveyed said that they do believe a recession is going to occur in the first half of 2023. Now, this coincides with a lot of what some of these economic forecasters have been saying. They said there's no CFO forecast 
No CFO forecast a recession any later than the second half of next year. And they think that there is no way that the economy will avoid it. 22 of them were surveyed. And more than 40% of them think that inflation, which is at a four-decade high, 40-year high of 8.3%, that's one of the main external risk factors, says the CNBC piece, for their business. 23% point, point to the Federal Reserve policy. And here you have the, what is it, the Fed, the hike their rates by half a point last month, largest increase since May of 2000. So yeah, we are absolutely rolling towards that. And they, and they look at the C-suite at top corporations and organizations. And they had 22 CFOs that they surveyed for this. That's pretty, that's, yeah. People are getting, getting a little nervous. And I, I get it. And then you have all this stuff. The IRS coming for your Venmo, your PayPal, your Facebook marketplace. Golly. This, I mean, it's, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, that, I mean, that they are selling it as taxable income, even if it's like a one-off. It's your taxable income. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> yeah, this is what happens exactly when Democrats are in charge. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Song makes me think of God's team. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Sorry, I should have been more specific. Uh, specifically, the St. Louis Cardinals. I, speaking of baseball, wait a minute. Where's the story that I had? It kind of made me aggravated. The guy who got real mad, we'll talk about it here coming up. The guy who got mad because some of the Tampa Bay's dude, the Bay players weren't wearing the patches, the rainbow. It's like, dude, who are you to get upset about? Shut up. Pitcher for Cardinals. Who are you to get upset about? Shut Nobody cares about your stupid opinion. If you disagree with it, wah, wah, be quiet. Zip your lip. Nobody cares. Well, I disagree. Well, good for you. You even, are you just accomplished something that even basic animals in the animal kingdom do? Woo. Do you hear the story, too, about the woman? I am just, I'm floored by the story. A woman who claims she got an STD from an ex after romantical times in the back of his Hyundai. Hyundai? Hyundai? Hyundai Genesis, right? Really? A Hyundai? She got awarded $5.2 million from Geico. What? Yeah. The woman and the insured were in a romantic relationship going back to 2017. A three-judge panel found that the judgment entered against Geico through the earlier arbitration proceedings was valid. Geico was trying to undo it, claiming errors were made, and they argued the settlement agreement was not done in law because it was in Missouri. It was a Missouri woman. Missouri Court of Appeals, Jackson County. Of course it was. And 
they said that she notified Geico that she had been in a romantic relationship and that she had contracted HPV from the insured member in his automobile. And yeah. And she, I mean, I was just reading some of the court documents because she said that he was, he had been told that he was had HPV. He was a carrier and yet they continue to have romantical times with her knowing the risk and somehow it's like you do you not bear any responsibility in this did he drug you and throw you back in in the back of his Hyundai Hyundai I can never say this like that's just so stupid 5.2 million because apparently your parents didn't teach you like what sex was 15 minutes can get you HPV oh my gosh and 5.2 don't forget that either good heavens all right so coming up we have economic warning lights, the latest on firearm legislation, J6, the theaters tonight, no one's watching, and a huge caravan coming to the border. Stick with us. Throughout the day, everyone feels fatigue and failing endurance, and it can't be fixed with more caffeine. This is why I take Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that gives you the energy you need and are good for you. No guilt and no more afternoon coffees or energy drinks or candy for a quick pick-me-up. I take two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews as part of my daily routine and to promote heart-healthy energy for my day without a caffeine crash or all of the processed sugar. And I've personally begun taking Super Beats Heart Chews for a while now, and I know it makes a difference in my energy. Plus, the grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews supports normal blood pressure and is heart-healthy. Take charge of your health and do what I do every day and take Super Beats Heart Chews. For my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com up to 45% off at danasbeats.com. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue senator or candidate for House or Senate on what we're going to do on us with assault weapons and how have to have, maybe they'll have 300 rounds in a magazine and mag- i mean what you say on those things is going to determine how i'm going to vote for you 300 round magazines i'm surprised he's he doesn't maybe he thinks he's talking about reading material he probably does welcome back to the program dana lash here good to be with you he actually just tweeted out a few moments ago uh, he said Fort Hood, Texas in 2009, 13 dead, more than 30 injured. Parkland, Florida, 2018, 17 dead, 17 injured. Red flag laws could have stopped both shooters. Wrong. Because in Buffalo, they had red flag law. San Bernardino had red flag law. Colorado had red flag law. In fact, a handful of the, the uh, most recent mass casualty incidents all had red flag laws. And homicides the highest in the states that have the most gun restrictions. So, no, they wouldn't have. This is what is abhorrent. I mean, they are trying to exploit the lack of enforcement to remove the due process rights of the innocent. Both killers, and all of these killers actually were known to law enforcement. Just because you're not enforcing something doesn't mean that the law doesn't exist. I mean, if it's, it's not about reporting, it's about enforcing. Good heavens. I don't trust this government to have that cut. I well, I don't trust any government to remove due process. I certainly don't trust this government. The same government that now is going after the same government that had Fed boys involved 
and and well involved they planned and organized and were trying to encourage other people even though they were like wait a minute i know we were just talking about how we didn't like gretchen whitmer we weren't talking about actually kidnapping her they um pulled out and the, the fed boys continued you had the federal government that was actually concocting a plot to kidnap gretchen whitmer the democrat governor in michigan and then when that didn't work now they're going after ryan kelly who is the lead Republican candidate to run against Whitmer this fall. So now that same FBI is going after her opponents, her political opponents. They said that, oh, he was arrested in connection to the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Like, okay, for what? What does that mean? Because people have been arrested for, quote, unlawful parading, end quote. That's not a joke. They said that he knowingly entered or remained on the U.S. Capitol grounds without authority. And so they're accusing him of being there. They said, oh, the FBI, the same FBI that was planning to kidnap her, got multiple tips regarding his presence on the U.S. Capitol. I can't even believe I'm saying these things as a real thing. This happened. This is wild. Again, the I mean, the fact that you have to acknowledge that there were actual federal agents that made up the Whitmer kidnap plot and were trying to get we're trying to lure people into it I mean this is literally just in case just to show that I'm not exaggerating here's the Associated Press headline the FBI lured men for Michigan Governor Whitmer kidnap plot Just so you realize. I mean, it's crazy. This happened in the United States. And the other people, they were acquitting. Because they realized, wow, okay, this was really, it's like a setup, okay. Chicago Sun-Times, FBI's tactics doomed case against men charged in kidnapping plot of Michigan governor. Entrapment, etc. That's why no one was ever convicted. They didn't get verdicts for anyone else and they acquitted the others. Do you want to know why that happened? Because it was created by the FBI. So now you have the FBI, the same FBI that created this kidnap plot, wanting to go after her opponent so this will be interesting they and they have him on video i'm looking at the video and he's standing there in the open oh my gosh and then he's following someone else inside uh there was a rioter who pulled a barricade a metal thing scaffolding down and here's literally what the sentence says The activity also showed Kelly using his hands to support another rioter who pulled the metal barricade onto the scaffolding. It kind of looked like he was trying not to get smushed, to be honest. I'm just saying, like, if they got, look, if you've got evidence that this guy did something, I mean, I just think that you need more than this because the pictures that they submitted with the charging docs It shows him standing there in the middle, just like right, you know, just standing there outside. 
And then it shows him with his hands up as something fell behind him. They said that he gestured to the crowd that they should move towards the stairs. And then they said he entered the Capitol, the Capitol's Northwest Courtyard. I mean, I just think, I just think this is crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it doesn't, I don't see any evidence where he engaged in any kind of vandalism or anything. I mean, if he's in, if he broke stuff and he was engaging in vandalism, fine. But you have to realize how sketch this looks because this is the same, you know, FBI that, that went after it, it, it they're going after this. They they went after and tried to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, and then now they're going after her opponent. I mean, I'm just I. You have to forgive me because I can't even believe I'm saying these things out loud. I can't even believe that this is a headline. I have to like stop myself and be like, "Am I really saying this on air?" Because this is so bizarre. This is the left. This is the this is what they're doing. This is the stuff they do. Golly. I mean, they're gonna. They're, it's, they're making a bigger deal out of this guy than they are the guy who, let me pull this up, than they are the guy who um, tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh. So I was reading more about this. So this guy like walked down their street. He was on Kavanaugh's street, apparently. He wasn't just, he didn't get to the house, but he was at the street. And he was going to kill Kavanaugh and then kill himself. Kavanaugh has little kids. I mean, I don't see how the little kids, that would, I don't see how the guy wouldn't uh, have hurt them. That's a serious, serious story. And they are not, they don't care. Yeah, and he got the address from that Ruth sent us, talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The Ruth sent us uh, anti or uh, pro-abortion account. They posted it and that's where the guy said he got it. The, the, The docs are wild. But, man, and they're not, apparently they won't have any, no, they're not interested uh, about security with, for SCOTUS. I mean, I was looking at just some of the stuff. They apparently defeated something else in the House. They wouldn't let it out uh, at a committee, another. They, they've been trying to get some kind of bipartisan agreement on providing uh, additional security to Supreme Court justices. Democrats are uninterested in that. This is a mess of their own making. It's a, it's, it is an absolutely a mess of their own making. Can you just, I, I, this plus the guy who, I don't even want to say his name, the guy who was going to kill a bunch of Republicans on a baseball field, a bunch of members of Congress. I mean, it, it's, um, I, this is just so bizarre. And then we have the J6 stuff airing tonight. No one's concerned about the, you, they were picketing still at outside of Kavanaugh and other Supreme Court justices' homes last night in direct violation of federal law. So you have, again, enforcement, an enforcement issue. They're not enforcing that law, and the people who aren't enforcing that law want to red flag you. It's crazy. All right, so in addition to this, there's a few other things. Because we have the ongoing situation 
there's another big giant caravan apparently this is they say it's one of the biggest it's left southern mexico and it's headed up towards the border ahead of biden's summit of the american americas in la although i don't think like nobody's from actually the summit of the other americas are actually participating because mexico's president is not attending because he says cuba nicaragua and venezuela hadn't been invited well why the hell would you invite venezuela or cuba anyway I mean, they, they throw dissidents in jail for life and, like, murder their families. Why would you do that? So it's one of, they said it's the, one of the largest caravans of all time. By the time, because it's over 11,000 now, and it's on the Mexico-Guatemala border. They said by the time it gets up to the U.S. border, it'll be 15,000 strong. And many of them are from Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. So Manuel Obrador, Mexico's president, said he's not attending the, the, what is it called? Summit of the Americas. He's not attending. By the way, here's what's else. They have a ton of other uh, people in this group that are from Bangladesh, uh, a number of African countries, and India as well. So it's not just people who are coming from you know, South American or Central American countries. I mean, they have photos. They're pretty. And people are carrying like banners. It almost looks like a march, like a long marching protest is what it looks like. So Title 42. Telling you when they because where it is right now, they were trying to end it. And then you had a Louisiana judge that granted a, a preliminary injunction. So they, the DOJ filed an appeal, and that was, they filed an appeal in Fifth Circuit, and now they're kind of going back and forth, and so we'll see. But that's not, I mean, I don't think that a 15,000 strong caravan is going to care about little details like that. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. A 28-year-old American tourist caused $25,000 worth of damage after she threw her electric scooter down the 18th century Spanish steps in Rome, and she's banned for life. They were, her and her, I guess, friend were driving their little e-scooters on the Heritage site, and it was 3.45 a.m., and she threw the scooter down the steps. She and her male companion were fined $430 each, banned from the site, and it just went, underwent, uh, a jewelry company paid for $1.5 restoration. So they said, yeah, it's going to cost $26,000 to repair the marble stairway. 
I know. And she like, th- I don't understand why she just threw them. And she's on camera doing it. And she just like, it's like she has a tantrum and she just throws it. So can you just like not, can people not just like, don't be trashy. Stop it. Two more big name golfers joined the Saudi tour. Good grief. Bryson, I don't know anything about golf. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are signing up with the Saudi-funded Saudi-funded Live Golf Invitational Series. The PGA didn't grant release for its players to compete outside London. Some of them have resigned their memberships because they're paying them like a million dollars. Yeah, PGA banned them. They, they're they getting, what is it, Steve? They're getting paid like over a million dollars to do this? Oh, way more than that. PGA was not putting up with it. Wow, wow. I mean, if they want to sell out and go play with the Saudis, you know, bye. Bye. Maybe, you know, the, you'll have to wait a long time for you to come back in the country. I don't know. I just think that's just lame. Uh, there were a couple of people. Who, there were a couple of golfers. Tiger Woods was one of them who said, yeah, I ain't doing this. Not going to do it at all. It's a, Exactly. So raising a middle class child is going to cost you $286,000, according to USDA data. Raising kids is expensive. They said more than 12 and a half million kids in the U.S. live in poverty. Even middle-class families are struggling to pay for everyday expenses now because Joe Biden made great economic decisions. You're just paying more because the stuff's bougier, that's all. USDA published a report using data from 2015 estimating the expenses of child rearing have now gone from 233000 to 286000 That's crazy. And child care costs have outpaced inflation. Which is kind of wild, but they have. That's boy, isn't that? What this is wild, isn't it? Good heavens. Uh, Tim Burton is mad. He unloaded on the Batman franchise. He spoke uh, with Empire, uh, gave an interview about the newest Batman, and of course, that isn't it the Robert Pattinson one or whatever. And he said Burton does not seem happy. He goes, it seems. It's, he goes, it's funny to see this now because all these memories come back of it's too dark. And he goes, now they went the other way. And he said, uh, "The fun." He goes, uh, "Hold on a second here. You complain about me and say I'm too weird and I'm too dark, and then you put nipples on the costume. Go redacted yourself, seriously." So yeah, I think that's why I didn't end up doing a third film. He said that was his direct quote. I do think that's actual. That's true. It's true. And AI never gets better. The worst AI ever apparently is making unspeakably horrible racist posts and trolling online. A trained the stupid thing on 3 million threads from 4chan. What did you think was going to happen when you did that? Attorney General Eric Schmidt from Missouri joins us next. China is on a mission to destroy the United States and our government refuses to see it or do anything about it. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. Washington Times China expert Bill Gertz joins me to explain how China is poised to weaken and cripple our nation from its endless military ambitions to its irregular warfare of pumping fentanyl into the United States. Join us. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. It is crazy that we are considering legislation to bribe the states to take rights away from our fellow Americans. And it's nuts that Republicans in the Senate, the very Republicans who say they're the classic liberty-minded conservatives, they're now working with Democrats on this very endeavor to federalize the school police and to engage in this bribery for the sake of deprivation of rights. Let me give you this warning, my friends. It is no victory, as Mr. Carbajal said, that in my beloved 
in Florida, we've used red flag laws 8,000 times. There weren't 8,000 school shooters we stopped, probably not even 8,000 criminals. Hmm. And, of course, there's a third of those, and this that's according to Dave Koppel himself, a third of these are wrongly issued. And, in fact, other scholars and, and attorneys are saying they think even more. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. That was uh, Congressman Matt Gates talking about the red flag stuff that uh, everybody's arguing about in the Senate. And I just now saw uh, a report just out. Uh, so Mitt Romney is saying that he backs the age to buy... Uh, semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21, increasing the age. And I gave you a little bit of lay of the land as to what happened in the House. There's a ton of stuff that, that they passed in the House that's not going to see the light of day in the Senate. Uh, the stuff in the Senate that that is getting the most ground, that has the most legs, is the red flag, uh, Lindsey Graham bill. And then, of course, there's, there's other legislation that they're trying to work on with Cornyn, uh, Tom Tillis, and others, and that has to do with uh, juvenile records, which is not a point that many people are making. I don't understand the legality of all of it. We played audio yesterday of Tom Tillis saying that there is a process by which you have to go to unseal these juvenile records. So I wanted to bring on, uh, uh, he's the Senate candidate in Missouri, also the conveniently the Attorney General of the state of Missouri. So he knows about this very well. Eric Schmidt joins us now via Skype, uh, joining the radio program. Good to see you, Attorney General. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I really want to understand the 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 records process and you have i think more than anybody that's out there unique insight into this i mean you're running for senate and you and we all understand how important the senate is because even if republicans take back the senate it's still going to be barely i mean just as much power as democrats have in the senate now but you you also understand this as attorney general from the state's rights perspective and the juvenile records for serious violent felony criminal behavior are usually from from what i have read are sealed and they don't really follow over once someone has turned into an adult age 18 and and tom tillis and others were talking about this process that takes a long time to unseal these for these cases can you enlighten us on how this works yeah i mean i guess the best way in in the in the broadest sense and kind of thirty thousand foot view it is a it is a longer process and the idea essentially is that, right, once you hit the age of maturity, 18, um, having things that happen when you were a, a minor don't follow with you. But I think that um, clearly there's probably some things to do to make sure people are aware if there are some things that are happening. But again, we're talking about, you know, Second Amendment fundamental rights. And so I think, you know, taking a step back from the juvenile record issue itself, the Senate in the leadership in particular, really needs to pump the brakes, I think, back away from this negotiation. The Democrats, every time they have a policy solution, it involves more power and control. I don't think, you know, these red flag laws uh, really give a green light to gun confiscation, really. That's what this is. That's what this is all about. And so the Democrats are looking for any kind of victory they can get here, but it's actually not even going down the right path. We ought to really be focusing on prosecuting violent criminals, we ought to be focusing on school security, making sure. And by the way, Dan, it's not that long ago that you had uh, the Black Lives Matter folks and Democrats when they were talking about funding the police. They meant school resource officers, too, yep. uh, because somehow having police officers in schools was not, you know, they tried to take them somehow. away in our school district. They called. They exactly. demanded it. Yeah. And we've kind of that that debate's only a couple of years old. And conveniently, the Democrats are not talking about that now. But that's been a fight that we've had to kind of wage to make sure that. You know, we do have law enforcement in the schools. 
I think a lot of states are moving towards allowing teachers to be able to defend themselves and their students in the classroom. I mean, I, I certainly would support that. So I think there's a lot of things that we can do to protect kids uh, that don't involve, um, you know, uh, you know, yeah. going after people's Second Amendment rights, their fundamental right, you know, self-defense. But unfortunately, that's where the debate is. And the Democrats seize on any tragedy. And you can predict in about 30 seconds when something happens, as long as it fits their narrative, they're going to go to the same go-to stuff they've been talking about for a very, very long time, which is taking you know, guns away from law-abiding citizens. Right. We're talking with Eric Schmidt, Attorney General of my home state, Missouri, also Republican Senate candidate. You can find him at Schmidt for Senate, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. I had said, I had a Newsweek piece that came out today. I think that the red flag proposals are this. I don't even view this as being a firearm issue anymore. I just think it's one of the most dangerous things ever proposed because of how it eliminates due process. Is it fair to say that this is really you could apply this to a a litany of other issues, firearms not even being chief amongst them? Well, think yeah, think about that. If this is abused or or going down this path in the first place denies people, just by way of an accusation, denies people the ability to have these issues play out in a courtroom. And you're talking about now two fundamental rights that are noted in the Constitution, right? The ability to defend yourself, to have a trial by jury, all those sorts of protections that our founders knew were very dangerous if the the authorities or the government um, wanted to really go after people. They wanted to make sure there was a check there that people individually could protect their rights and then of course the second amendment is enshrined which that right predates the constitution right you can go back historically the glorious revolution in england where they're talking about these issues about people are born with the right to be able to defend themselves and their families and dana it's also worth noting and we may get this decision on monday or wednesday and don't i mean we'll certainly get it in june in the new york pistol and rifle mm-hmm. case you know our office took the lead on briefing that case in the Heller decision 15 years ago, the court made it very clear that the Second Amendment is an individual right. right. This whole well-regulated militia distraction that the left always tries to throw up, it's an individual right. Some of the lower courts have kind of chipped away at that, saying, well, maybe that doesn't extend outside the home. You've got these restrictive regimes, permitting regimes in places like New York, where you have to go to the government, some bureaucrat, and prove that you're in danger or have some special circumstance to have a concealed carry permit. Right. That's clearly unconstitutional, and I think the court's going to rule that way. So you have this debate we're having right now with the backdrop of the Supreme Court likely to make sure that the Second Amendment is, in fact, strengthened. Yeah. And so I think for all those reasons, the Senate ought to, you know, just walk away from the table here. Yeah, and to, and to and, add... And to, by the way, yeah. and, and talk, about mental, talk about mental health issues. Talk about and make sure that, that our schools are secure. Make sure we have the resources for for school resource officers. All those things, yeah. you know, should be talked about on the table. And before, that's where the incentive the incentive should come in. And I should point out, because, you know, the red flag law that we were talking about, and I'm going to get into the Title 42 after this question, but the red flag laws that we were talking about, you know, this incentivizing of states to adopt this, they're trying to, it seems to me like they're trying to sidestep 10th Amendment rights. And it just so happens, I mean, you were instrumental in pushing the the Missouri protection, uh, pr- this protection of the Second Amendment, which is essentially like an affirmation that I understand it of of 10th Amendment. Uh, the Second Amendment Preservation Act in Missouri was saying, look, if you have a federal program uh, that you're that the, that the government's trying to push, you're not going to demand, especially as it relates to guns, you're not going to demand that Missouri pay for this. And now I, I have to say that, you know, the, the, the your chief challenger for the Senate primary actually opposed that using mom's demand language verbatim uh, in multiple interviews and also made the Capitol a gun free zone in addition to refusing to support constitutional carry. So it seems like, you know, he would be more in line 
line with Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham. But you've been um, instrumental in pushing that. And I just wanted to get kind of your thoughts on the importance of states' rights as it relates to this, you know, incent- I mean, why can't they incentivize incentivize, or, and use with grants, you know, school securities, SROs? Like, why can't they do that? Yeah, I think this is an attempt to sort of nationalize or federalize what people want to have happen in D.C. and all 50 states. And that's not what the federal government was intended to be. It was supposed to be a government of limited powers. States all kind of agreed on what those powers are. I know we're going to talk about border security. Mm -hmm. That happens to be one of them. Uh, Certainly not this kind of stuff. And so uh, the states can figure this stuff out. They can make their own laws. But the states cannot make laws. I mean, when you have a constitutional right enshrined in the Second Amendment, we're seeing this in the New York case. It doesn't give you the right to violate people's Second Amendment rights. And so, yes, this is a states' rights issue. This is also, you know, just sort of at the core of our Constitution. And the founders were very well aware that the passions of the people, you know, people getting riled up about things, that you needed these structural safeguards that would stand the test of time so that you didn't have people aggregate power and come up with solutions that are just about control, which is what the Democrats are pushing, and hopefully— you know, Republicans don't go along with it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so as well. Yeah, seeing the age raise as well. I mean, that's, again, punishment without due process when we could just look at those records. Okay, I want to ask about Title 42, and I say this because you've been, again, instrumental in this also. We have, I, they're they're calling it the largest caravan ever. It's ten yeah. over 10,000 now. It's at Mexico, uh, Mexico and Guatemala's border. And by the time they said it gets up to the southern border of the United States, it's going to be 15,000 plus strong. Now, the latest is I understand there was the judge, federal judge in Louisiana that filed had this preliminary injunction for to make the president so he couldn't remove it. But what what is your view as to how and again, you were involved in that. What what is your view of what's going to happen when because they've appealed it? Where what's going to happen now with Title 42? What's going to happen with this caravan? Well, they actually interestingly have not appealed that yet. We expect them to. They're not fast track. They haven't interested Interesting. They have not That's asked a first. For, they have not asked for an expedited review, which is a bit telling here. I think they've probably seen the poll numbers on this issue of of illegal immigration. But um, so that's a little bit of a tell, I think, where the Justice Department, the Biden administration is. But the good news is we did win a couple weeks ago. We initially had a temporary restraining order because the Biden administration was actually looking to reverse Title 42 before the, the date that they said they were going to in mid-May. We got a preliminary injunction. Missouri, uh, Arizona, and Louisiana led that charge, and a bunch of other states joined in. And, you know, I've always viewed Missouri as a proxy for all the other states in the union. Every state's a border state because Mm -hmm. the problems that come across the border, the crime, the fentanyl, the human trafficking, all of that, it doesn't stop in El Paso. You know that, Dana. It ends up in Festus. It ends up in, you know, Dayton, Ohio. All those places. I mean, we've seen now fentanyl, you know, drug overdose is the number one killer of 18 to 45 year olds. And so, all of this is happening because the cartels are running the show. These, um, of course, these caravans are very, very problematic, and we predicted this. This is at the height now of this. Sort of, some of these happen in cycles, right? We have surges of illegal immigration typically, but you have to have strong leadership to turn it away. There are people being interviewed saying Joe Biden's going to reverse Title 42. We're going to get in. How do they He's even know single- about that? There are Americans that can't even define what Title 42 is. How do they know about that? That's right. Well, this is the, the lack of leadership. When when you sort of, you know, say, hey, you can come here because it's part of their, you know, grand design. Uh, this is what happens. And so there were three big pieces that President Trump had that, you know, gave us a secure border. The Remain in Mexico policy. We were victorious with Texas on that. That's actually in front of the Supreme Court again. They're going to rule on that in the next couple of weeks. 
You've got the border wall. Missouri and Texas have filed a lawsuit to actually make them spend the money that Congress appropriated to finish the border wall. And then you've got Title 42. And Title 42 is a big one, Dana, because it accounts for about 50% of all the expulsions. So you think we've seen waves of illegal immigration before? We would see a tsunami. And Lieutenant Governor Patrick in Texas, I'm going to steal this from him. If you were to take away all those protections and extrapolate out those numbers over a four-year term for Joe Biden, that's 30 million people. That is a state of Texas. That's five Missouris. And so when you put that in that kind of context, people are right to be very concerned about this because the crime, fentanyl, all those bad things end up everywhere across the country. And we've got to have a secure border. And I don't know about you, I'm tired of being lectured by all the folks in D.C. about the sovereignty of other countries' borders. And then they turned a blind eye to the sovereignty of our own southern border. It's time we and I think that's what it means by being America first. There you go. Right there. Eric Schmidt, Missouri's attorney general and Republican Senate candidate. We really need you in the Senate because there's nobody that knows these issues as well as you do and has been consistent, not just political for political convenience either. That's been consistent on these issues like you have Schmidt for Senate. Thank you so much, sir. Good to talk with you. Thanks, Dan. Mm-hmm. Good Take to care. see you. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. A Florida man grabs his wife's car to chase carjackers. I don't want to lose him, he says. The man also said that the suspect stole his phone, wallet, and keys. A Florida man grabbed his wife's car, chased three armed suspects, accused of stealing his vehicle. Okay, you are not encouraged to do this, just FYI. He, and y'all, it was a Dodge Caravan. It was a damn minivan that this happened in. A minivan. So he's driving a minivan. Edgar Diaz parked in the in a parking lot in Orlando. He was approached by three armed suspects. They they were 14, 16, and 18. And so uh, he said that they all had pistols. And he didn't want to wait for authority. So he hopped in his wife's car and chased after the carjackers. And he said, I'm running behind him. He was on the phone with the dispatcher. He goes, I'm driving too fast. I'm doing it because I don't want to lose them. And the wife obviously was terrified. Police managed to catch up and arrest them. And they were charged with all kinds of stuff. Grand theft. Carjacking, carjacking with a firearm is an entirely separate charge from illegal possession and also grand theft. And carjacking. Like there's like you can get hit with carjacking and carjacking with a firearm. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Uh, they, they don't have any other details. So they're going to be in major trouble. But dude, like he literally helped run them down. And a Florida man was released from jail next day robs a bank spent eight years in prison and then literally the next day the 59 year old robbed another bank i mean i just have no words timothy paul jones one day it was the truest bank that he robbed and he carjacked a toyota camry to do it this is all in orlando the orange county sheriff's office is still looking for him that's crazy. How do you get away? Like, how does you? How do you rob a bank and get away with it? He's still on the, still on the run. Dang. What? How does that happen? So the next day he gets out. Sometimes, I mean, he seemed a real intent to. So I don't know. He may not ever get out now. Who knows? Stick with us. We we got more in store. We got wokery. We got some culture. We got some goons. We got all kinds of stuff. Keep it here. No so, question. So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is uh, um, 
Might might say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, we haven't been able to communicate it. But look how the press has changed. Mm -hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, I I get it. it. I know you you overstand it. You don't just understand it, you overstand it. (laughs) But here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just, everything gets, gets sensationalized in ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look, I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more, I don't if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. We have some biracial commercials. Oh, my gosh. I still don't understand. And by the way, the reason that he said the biracial, and that, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter, chapter and verse. Also, check out my op-ed addressing Matthew McConaughey's gun control push. It came out this morning in Newsweek. So, the... Audio, where's this at? So we have like a thousand cuts. What, 14. This is what, no, the, yeah, this is what he was, <clears throat> excuse me, referring to. I don't understand what this means either. This this was from Biden's Kimmel appearance last night. Listen. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products they do ads to sell products and they sell products when people they appeal to people this generation is going to change everything we just got to make sure we don't give up what the hell am i hearing so first he's saying there's no biracial anything on what and then he says a a quick primer on how advertising works (laughs) and then the next generation something or other did i miss something Steve, please, can I read what you just put in Slack? Because it's so funny. Or you can say it. Just say it. No, I was like, I was watching baseball and legit saw a biracial couple on a commercial. Yeah. It happens like every day. Is that weird to him? He doesn't see it again. I mean, we have biracial couples in my family. Is that, how is that weird to him? I don't understand it. What gets? I don't get it. Why? Is that honestly... I feel like he slipped a little bit there and I think he was trying like he almost it feels like he almost said something else and then he said that right in a way I think he said something if I remember correctly I have to look it up but I think he said something like that in the 90s now in, yeah. the, in the 90s or in you the know early, when he was a big racist in the early aughts there maybe there weren't that many by but today you see it all the time I don't get it uh, yeah I I I don't even know what that means um his and I watched uh, a whole. I didn't watch his. His I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel. I don't really watch a lot of television. Uh, I've been watching The Offer, uh, Stranger Things. I'm waiting for the other part of the latest JoJo Stone Ocean to drop, which is supposed to be in July. No, July or September, I think. So, and I'm waiting for the Terminalist. My friend Jack Carr, who wrote that book and the series of books, it is now a new series on Amazon starring Chris Pratt. He's going to join us tomorrow. So I'm going to be watching that. I don't watch late night television. I have not watched late night television since Conan O'Brien left. What was it? NBC? CBS? Yeah. And then he went on whatever he went on the stream, whatever. I don't remember. I haven't really watched it since then. And I, I liked when I was a kid, I liked Jay Leno. And 
I always thought that I thought young Dave Letterman was mean, and now he does the thing where he seems kind of nice. Um, the Dave Letterman interview or whatever, he goes and interviews these celebrities. He did one with Robert Downey Jr., which was hysterical. I did not know Robert Downey Jr. I know I'm getting off track here, but I did not know he legit had a farm in the middle of Malibu. And it is hysterical to watch him interact with his own animals. The llamas and the pigs. I don't know what kind of pigs they are. I've never seen, like, I just know regular pigs. Like, our family has pigs, okay? They had, like, the their foreheads were fat and they hung over their noses. Google Robert Downey Jr.'s pigs. I know that's weird. I'm telling Kane to do this because I don't know what kind they are. They look, they did appear to be tastier to me. I look at animals and I'm like, how are you going to fit on two slices of bread? And I, you can tell me what kind of, but their, their faces looked like buttons. I don't know how else to describe this. It's weird. They were like quilted. I, they were, they look like a Chesterfield sofa. I don't know how to describe their faces. They're weird. You know what I mean? Uh, no, those aren't the right. They're the, those are the regular looking pigs. He has all these weird pigs that have goofy faces. I, and, and, Letter, and he couldn't tell Letterman what kind they were, and I was dying. I was laughing so hard. All right, so, we, and we also had someone, we were talking about this, um, Joe Biden appearing on Jimmy Kimmel. Rains aloud, who listens, made a good point. Didn't we have biracial couples on the Jeffersons? I think yeah. that, when were the Jeffersons on? The 70s and 80s? I think I kind of remember them being on. But I don't remember anything being, I, I just, to me, that's not a weird thing. I don't know why he said that. And then they're like, okay, we got to go to commercial. I mean, we just came back for commercial, but we got to go to commercial again because he's just talking. It's not, it's bad, bad. It's so bad. So I have to tell you this. I want to play audio soundbite eight. Speaking of Biden. So Ron Klain, who is his, I forget. I don't care. I don't care. He's going to end up being an MSNBC contributor at some point. He's like the chief of staff for Biden. Listen to this soundbite. I think also, obviously when the president got here, our first challenge was try to make progress on COVID. And between the vaccines, the boosters, and of course our unprecedented rollout of Paxlovid, the anti-COVID drug, we've seen deaths drop 90% since he's been here. Schools are open. Businesses are open. What? Yeah. Um, because, you know... The, I just saw something that totally, let me finish my thought here. Because Biden killed all the COVID. No, yeah. He, uh, there are literally more deaths under Biden's administration than Trump's. And that's almost an equal amount of time uh-huh. that we've had COVID. All right. Now I'm totally uninterested in this story because I got distracted. Live radio. Xbox. Because it's rainbow capitalism. I play, I have an Xbox. I have my own Xbox. I play games. I, mean, I like Xbox. They came out, they just, they tweeted this earlier. It says, our pride controller features 34 flags representing the many LGBTQIA whatever communities. They're colors. They're not flags. And Why? It's a pride controller. Oh my gosh. For people who don't even play games. I'm sorry, but I don't believe you play games. I mean, I'm sure that they're gay players, but is it like that big of a, is that big of a thing? Why? Who cares? I mean, if people buy it and you want to be a capitalist, whatever. But I just think that, and they're like, you can customize the blah, blah, blah of this. And everyone's like, the thumbstick should have been purple. Kane, 
the thumbstick should have been. I'm just saying. No, they have. Yeah, they should have. No. They should have. You know, you. You don't think so? Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get past this tweet. And we. Just why? Why does it have to be. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Oh my gosh, why? So, again, what is the point of having. You're like waving around an identifier for how you have your private romantical adult time. Why do you have to have a representation for that? It's not like you have, and I can't say that. Um, it's not like you have, I don't know, five arms or something. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, I don't understand what this is. Why? <sighs> it's a big thing. Everyone says, nothing wrong with a colorful controller. I don't think anyone's saying it's wrong. No one's saying it's wrong. It's just, why? Now, uh, do they sell these in Saudi Arabia? I'm going to say no. Uh, you're really? I'm going to say no. I, one more thing about this. I don't... Does anyone actually know what all these flags mean? Because I've seen a lot of gay conservatives out there, gay Republicans out there going, I don't even know what all these mean. What, what do these, I don't even know what all these, no, they don't, when you even have like the, the people in the quote unquote gay community that don't even know what all these flags mean, that's, I think you're going overboard with the flags. There's too many. That's like having too many pillows on your bed. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point there's enough. You don't need 5,000 additional pillows. Just like you don't need a million different flags. You don't. Well, that's one of them. Because it all looks like the television bars or a twister mat. You know, pick your choice. I don't know. Anyway. I, I, don't, I don't look at a company creating something as an affront to me. Unless they start shoving it on my face and trying to condescend to me. Or act as though my thinking it's like their my thinking that their action is ridiculous rainbow capitalism is bad or something. I just so I just don't understand why it's necessary. Like you don't have to have a particular rainbow colored everything. I this is how I have sex with people. So I have rainbow this, rainbow that, rainbow this, rainbow that. My cereal represents how I have sex. So does my Xbox controller. I just like why. I think it's just a way for companies to, you know, act companies, like, they are fueling this. I know they just want to participate in the month of June. So this is what they're doing. Well, nobody's going to have the money to buy these because everybody's broke. Everybody's broke because because Biden and then he killed all the covid. You don't you don't stop to think that maybe the deaths are down 90 percent, which and they've been because it's endemic. I question that. Yeah, uh, totally. I also question it. I just um, doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Well, the woke scolds are mad at EA Games because EA Games tells its staff it's not going to get involved in all of the. You know, the the politics as it relates to trans stuff and abortion and all of this. So the they said employees had called on EA, the company behind 
uh, The Sims and all these other kind of games. They said they wanted EA Games to make a statement on the leaked public court draft opinion, which is so stupid. They're a game... Shut up. They're a game company. Why should they do this? And they said that... Um, even though that they supported BLM after the murder of George Floyd, they said that being an inclusive company means being inclusive of all these points of view. And that apparently made the employees angry. So because EA, EA Games said that they want to support being inclusive of all points of view, they're saying that they're not defending trans and abortion rights. That's so... That's such a... Jeez. Uh, let's see here. Rare NFTs can lose value quickly... As collectors get bored, there is a couple of new surveys out. In fact, one of those is the Stevens Institute of Technology. They released a survey saying because NFT records are all this, the trading records are public, you can look at why people perceive certain things as being valuable and how that measure changes over time. And they said, like, for instance, like the the Bored Ape, they said the more they said if Bored Ape is, is the more unique it is, the rarer it becomes, but the more common they don't have as much value. But they said that how rare is rare when everything is rare? That's actually a great point. I, it's a very interesting read. I'm going to put it in your uh, in your email that you get. So let's see. A squirrel apparently didn't. I, please tell me that like our energy infrastructure isn't this fragile. Nearly 4,000 people lost power in Minnesota because of a squirrel. <sighs> the Minnesota Valley Electric Cooperative said the 7 a.m. Sunday outage in the Prior Lake area was caused by a squirrel that came into contact with substation equipment. There was no word on the fate of the squirrel, but I'm going to venture a guess that he was totally fried. You know that happened. Oh, man. Yellowstone. So... I don't know if this is because of the series. I think that this has been, I think this predates the series and that Yellowstone is popular because it anticipated and got involved in this trend. But they said that it's pitting, the Yellowstone boom is pitting lifetime Montana residents against wealthy newcomers. And they said there are a lot of people that are coming in and as the state population grows, they said native Montanans and others on the lower end of the income spectrum, they're getting higher property tax, which then get rid of property taxes. Get rid of it. It's stupid anyway. I don't think it's the Yellowstone series that is the fault of this. This has been going on for quite some time because people have been, especially with lockdown, people want to move out. We have more to come. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show back after this. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Most AR-15 owners are former military, okay. 35 plus Let me say one more thing. So that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust oh me. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, uh, that's Joy Behar. And that was one of the craziest, most racist things that I've heard of said on television in quite some time. That was on The View. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dana Lash. And I have to say, the woman to whom uh, she was speaking, uh, right after Behar said that, the expression on that lady's face was, uh, excuse me, she just had, it was one of those things that you cannot hide on TV. She just had this like, um, oh my gosh, when they, when they tell you who they are, believe them. And it's true. I mean, that's, and I think, and they were, they always like to cite the Mulford Act, which was a, it was a 
POS piece. It was a crap act that was done in California, Don Mulford, back when Reagan was governor in the 60s. I don't agree with everything Reagan did. I loved him on uh, the economy. But that was bad. That was bad. I like Reagan. I look, I like Reagan. I've been to Rancho Cielo. I've been to the Reagan Library. I've done events there. I but and and not the best on two A. I will say. And Mulford Act. I the left thinks the left is terrified. I'm just going to say it. The left is terrified of armed minorities. And I say that because they all. She's like the third person. In print and on television that has made that exact same statement. Without any self-awareness. It, yeah, the, it was bad. The Mulford Act was when they had the Black Panthers that were at the Capitol and they were going to go lobby and they were armed. They were lawfully carrying their firearms. They weren't brandishing or threatening because nobody got aside for brandishing. They weren't. But it apparently they're like, oh, we can't have this. And so instead of saying like, you know, doing which I still don't agree with. But instead of saying, you know, what, let's just make it to where, you know, you just can't bring him here in the Capitol building. They had the sweeping universal Mulford Act, which is banned. It banned total carry in public because of that. And they've built the entirety of their gun control position in California off that. And it's funny because they all claim that everybody else is racist, but yet gun control at the heart has always been racist. I've covered that in two books now. Okay, so I have a, this is great, great audio from Congressman Chip Roy of Texas. And this was his very passionate remark, his remarks before the House passed like a whole bunch of these gun control packages, including... 10 Republicans that were on board with it. Listen to his remarks here. They're, they're powerful. Tyrants disarm the people they intend to oppress. Those are the facts. Jewish people in Germany were prohibited from owning arms. 13 million Jews were exterminated by the Nazis. The Soviets instituted gun control and millions were killed. 20 million dissidents were rounded up and exterminated. Mao disarmed the Chinese people. 20 million dissidents were exterminated. In Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge were able to take advantage of the fact that limited gun ownership to just hunters and killed one and a half million to three million Cambodians. Turkey disarmed Armenians and one and a half million Armenians were killed in the Armenian Genocide. The South disarmed slaves and actively fought against their arming. And then in the 20th century, armed black army veterans, for example, in Louisiana, were able to defend against the KKK. Even fact-checking organizations, Snopes said, quote, we find it reasonable to conclude that gun confiscations facilitated by laws requiring the registration and licensing of firearms played a crucial role in the carrying out of 20th century genocides. This is not fiction. This is in our lifetime. This is in our grandparents' lifetime. This is in our recent history. This is why the Second Amendment matters. It's not trivial. It's not something you just brush aside. This is a foundation of liberty. It's who we are. But in order to sell a lie to the American people that the government will protect them from all manners of evil while defunding the police, leaving our borders wide open, I'm glad my colleagues can suddenly find Uvalde on a map. Wow. He's right, though. All of what he said there, 
I mean, it's history. It's factual. I had a piece that came out today in Newsweek addressing the gun control stuff uh, with Matthew McConaughey. And I was touching on the biggest proposals that are moving through the House and more particularly the Senate. Because it's the Senate where it seems as though that's where we will likely get the most, probably something out of there. And I addressed each of these, whether it was red flag law, whether it is the raising of the age, waiting periods, or quote-unquote assault weapons ban. Chris Murphy uh, has indicated that there's not going to be an assault weapons ban uh, in the legislation that they're discussing in the Senate, which is interesting. But, like, for instance, when they say that the universal background check thing, I, I don't think is that's not going to go, because they can't even actually say what it is. I mean, all purchases do go through background checks. Interstate private sales, and I wrote this in my piece, interstate private sales of non-NFA, non-National Firearms Act items, are, are they're still federally regulated under threat of penalty to require transfers between eligible, meaning people who are not uh, prohibited by law from purchasing firearms between eligible parties only. There's literally no evidence to support that. You know, legal interstate transfers drives crime. I mean, we and what is it going to do anyway when you have 77 percent of criminals getting their guns on the black market? And that's a Department of Justice survey. There's several of those. I mean, that's it. Raising the age is age isn't the problem. The average age of mass killers, mass shooters is 33.2. And you're removing from people enumerated rights. But you're going to punish innocent 18 to 21 year olds, but you're going to go ahead and seal the records, the juvenile records of 18 year olds that commit violent criminal felony acts. And prevent an establishment of an adult record when they turn 18. I mean, there's, like I said yesterday, we had a big conversation about this. There's a difference between dumb kid stuff, even misdemeanors, and then serious violent criminal felonies. A big difference. It's just, it's senseless to me to, when, when people exploit this, and they do so... They exploit this lack of enforcement as a way to support the removal of the innocence due process rights. So Mitt Romney, apparently, he's, he told CNN that he backs raising the age to buy specifically semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21. So Mitt Romney doesn't believe in due process. Mitt Romney is not a constitutional conservative who else supports that i mean that's this is the the problem with these lawmakers i bet you mitt romney couldn't tell you the average age of of a mass killer i bet you mitt romney doesn't even know anything about the cases of any of these these tragic atrocities that have taken place he doesn't even know what he's legislating Someone asked, does he even know what an assault weapon is? No, he doesn't. 
He doesn't. He has no clue. The House voted 20, uh, 226 to 194 to criminalize disassembling, cleaning, and reassembling a gun without a firearm manufacturer's license. You can't even clean your own damn gun. That's what the House passed, unless you're an FFL. Mm-hmm. It's never going to pass. Yeah, screw gas prices, Kane. And the CDC... I've had this before. Just a reminder, back in 2003, they had another study. They've had another one back in 2017. They had another one in 2013. Or no, sorry, 2012. That, yes, the uh, gun control laws that have been passed do not work. The state that had the most restrictive Gun laws had most active shooter incidents last year. That's pretty significant. My friend Cam Edwards noted that the FBI came out with this report on active shooter incidents. This was a 2021 report. There were 61 incidents and they happened in and they're all their drug and gang. They they the drug and gang. Uh, this is a se- the drug and gang inclusion is separate from this particular study this is specifically like active shooter situations and they were in states the majority the state they had the most active shooter incidents the states that had the most gun control and under biden according to the washington times the atf is revoking more dealers licenses under biden a 500 percent increase So they're not allowing because, see, when you get an FFL, and this is what people don't realize, like there I saw some Republicans saying, well, what's wrong with making everybody an FFL? Here's the problem. You're, the government has to come into your home and take inventory of what you have and check to see how you store it. And they get to come in since warrant anytime they want to. That is part of your audit to keep and to maintain your FFL. And if you decline, then your FFL is revoked. So are you OK with that? Because that also seems like a violation of your fourth and fifth and sixth and 14th and in addition to your second amendment rights just saying there this was a point that was brought up by andrew clyde he's a republican out of georgia he said this to the second amendment caucus presser that was wednesday he said that uh they are through the atf they said that there are so there's so much going on under this administration uh it's like a clinton kind of playbook they are they're shutting down FFLs and just declining to renew others. And they try to go after them for it's either made up or it's trivial, things that actually don't meet the standard of removing an FFL. But when you have Democrats running everything, do you honestly think you're going to get a fair shake if you appeal it? Now, these are the people, by the way, who would run the red flag. And as you heard me talk about with the Attorney General of Missouri who's running for Senate, Eric Schmidt, I mean, this, this is, imagine this is drug, imagine if someone's like, oh my gosh, I think you have drugs at your house, I'm going to red flag you. And then cops come over and they take a whole bunch of your stuff and you are now, you have a record and you have to prove you're innocent because you're assumed guilty in a court of law. And you have to do it at your own considerable legal expense. You do not receive any kind of court-appointed attorney. It's amazing. And then this just came out. Uh, This is unrelated to this. Napa County District Attorney Allison Haley has bowed to intense public pressure. Remember, Paul Pelosi 
was found driving under the influence. And she, they said, the DA said they weren't going to charge him. Well, now, because of the intense public pressure, she is reportedly reversing her decision to not charge him. And he is expected to be arraigned on August 3rd in Napa County Superior Court. Wow. That's that Democrat privilege. Hmm. So we have a whole bunch of stuff uh, happening here. A lot of good stuff. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I am not deterred uh, by any smear piece from these legacy media outlets. Uh, The only reason they're attacking her is because she does a great job. And she's very effective at calling out their lies and their phony narratives. And so whenever they're smearing somebody, you know that person is over the target. And so they're scared of that. I would be much more concerned with my press secretary if the Washington Post was writing puff pieces about her. Then I would think something was wrong. So. The thing people just need to understand with these legacy D.C. New York outlets is we don't care what you think anymore. Uh, We know you you peddle narratives. We know you lie. Golly, that's the boss you want to have. That's Florida governor, America's dad, Ron DeSantis. (laughs) He's talking about, we've had Christina Pashaw on the show before, his press secretary. She does a great job for him, by the way. She is absolutely no nonsense. I've noticed that that's kind of a, commonality with uh, his staff like they're no nonsense like we just got to get the job done right like we want to make sure everything's cool let's just get the work done uh it's it's great it's uh telling you all right we uh tomorrow today's thursday tomorrow's friday jack carr is going to be on the program with me he is the author of the terminalist the jack reese series and his new series, based on his same name book, is going to be premiering July 1st on Amazon, starring Chris Pratt. Jack's going to join us, and he's, we're going to talk a little bit about security. He trained me in uh, night shooting tactics, low and no light situations, all that. So we'll, we'll talk. Today in Stupidity King. All right. Our president was on TV last night. There's so much to choose from for this segment. but this Jimmy is, Kimmel. This is uh, what we went with. Yeah. No, but I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When? I don't um, even know what that means. That's not today even. Today is the answer to that question. Yeah, we. I mean, it's there. That's the last time I saw it. Today. I don't know who he hangs out with where he doesn't see it, but yeah. So there you have it. All right, folks, that does it for us today. Have a great rest of your evening. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack, and I'll be back with you on air tomorrow as we finish up that week.